Hello, everyone. <clears throat> Welcome to our 30th video on readings from the School of Jesus Crucified here on Avoiding Babylon. So we are on day 30. Day 30 of this in the middle of Lent of 2023. Please make sure to, um, to like this episode and to subscribe to us on all of our different platforms. Uh, you can find us uh, on YouTube, of course, but also on Spiritus TV, which is like uh, a, a Catholic YouTube um, run by Catholics. It only has Catholic content. Um, really great stuff over there. We're also on Rumble, uh, on Odyssey, um, on all the different major podcast apps. We're also over at Facebook, Instagram, and even, uh, I hate to say it, but we're even over at TikTok. Anyway, so thank you for joining us here for our 30th um, our 30th video in this series, our 27th meditation. The first three videos were like uh, an intro, a practical rule of life for a Christian, practical method of meditation. So day three, that practical method of meditation does have prayers that you can say if you kind of want to prepare spiritually. Um, before we get into the meditation itself, feel free to check that video out. Um, for the meditation, feel free to pause, rewind, um, you know, rewatch, whatever you need to do to get the most out of the meditation. Like I've done for every other day, I'm going to put up a static image on screen uh, purposefully so that there's nothing you need to watch. You just need to listen and let yourself, you know, get into the meditation on the passion. So, um, you know, I probably I probably should have done this way uh, earlier in the series, but um, but for for those who who don't know. Uh, the Christian way of meditating is entirely different than, say, like uh, like the the New Age or Eastern way of meditating. Um, you know, the the wrong way to do it, the way that they do it in New Age stuff and in Eastern religions is um, is by like emptying your mind, right? By like emptying it all out. Where in Christian meditation, we we fill ourselves with thoughts of God with events from scripture, um, you know, meditating on the passion. The point is to fill, fill your mind with, with the events and the images and the sights and the sounds, um, of the passion itself, um, of what, what Jesus was feeling, what, what the blessed mother was feeling, things like that. So, um, Easter meditation is really self-centered, whereas Christian Catholic meditation is is God centered. So, in case anyone was wondering what Catholics, you know, were doing meditating, um, we're not talking about the Eastern or the New Age way. We're talking about the the traditional, you know, Catholic way of meditating. So, anyways, I'm going to throw up an image here on screen, and we're going to get into it. Um, <clears throat> today is our 27th meditation. Our day 30 overall, and today it is Jesus from his cross bestows Mary upon us as mother. Meditation. Number one. The hour of the death of Jesus is fast, fast approaching, and he beholds from his cross 
his most dear and loving mother, who was standing at its foot, assisting at his last sufferings in deep but silent agony, and he would address her for the last time. Bending down his sacred head, turning his dying eyes toward her, and indicating by a glance his beloved disciple, John, his pallid lips breathed forth the words, Woman, behold thy son. By which he bestows all the faithful in the person of John upon her as her children. Such loving solicitude evinced for her by Jesus at this last awful hour is some consolation to Mary. But oh, what new anguish fills her heart on hearing that we poor sinners are giving her in the place of Jesus the man-God, and that she is to receive us children in his stead. Her Her most amiable, beloved, and holy son Jesus is taken from her, and ungrateful, wicked men, his crucifiers, given her in exchange. Oh, how deep is the anguish of her immaculate heart! She is desirous of replying to the words of her divine son, or of addressing John. But at that very moment she feels her maternal heart overflowing with new love. And with the deepest emotions of charity, she accepts as her children the faithful of all ages in the person of the beloved disciple John. For these, O woman, whispers a secret voice, these shall be thy children. She beholds them at this time, deformed with sin, the enemies of God, and objects of his wrath. Nevertheless, she accepts them. Oh, great indeed is the goodness of Mary, who with tender and compassionate love then receives her new children and embraces them with all the loving solicitude of a mother. Then, O Mary, even so ungrateful a sinner as myself has been given to thee as a child, and received by thee as such. How can my heart ever testify sufficient gratitude to thee, or be filled with love and veneration commensurate with thy charity? O happy sinners, remember what a mother you have. Remember whose children you are. Your mother is Mary, the mother of God, a mother full of grace, a mother the mirror of purity and holiness. Is it not fitting that so holy a mother should have sinful children. It is not fitting that so holy a mother should have sinful children. Are you desirous of being her true children? Fulfill the obligations of children in her regard, and never grieve her maternal heart by your hateful sins. Meditation 2 Jesus, then addressing John, and indicating Mary by a glance, says in loving accents, Behold thy mother. As though he had said, By my death thou dost lose thy father, but behold, I leave thee my mother in my place. I bestow her upon thee, and upon all the faithful in thy person, that you may all regard her as your mother. Jesus is not satisfied with saying to Mary, Behold thy son, in the person of his beloved disciple John. But he also addresses these words to John, Behold thy mother, that the gift being reciprocal, the sentiments of love and confidence may be reciprocal too. 
Oh, how great is the gift bestowed upon us by Jesus in this, his last will and testament. Our dear Savior has nothing else on earth to leave us. Our dear Savior has nothing else on earth to leave us but his own most holy mother. His body he has delivered up to the fury of his enemies. His blood he has shed for the redemption of the world. His garments the soldiers have divided among themselves. Nothing, therefore, remains for him to bequeath, save his most blessed mother. And her he leaves to John, and to all Christians in his person. He bequeaths this tender mother to us at the very moment when her soul is pierced by a double-edged sword of grief, and her heart distracted between anguish for the death of her son and desire for the salvation of men. O most amiable Redeemer, how precious is the legacy which thou leavest us in the last hours of thy life. While thou art expiring, overwhelmed with ignominy and suffering, thou dost bestow upon us the happy happiness of having thee for our elder brother and Mary for our mother. I humbly beseech thee, since Mary is my mother, to give me grace to her, regard her as such and to serve and love her with all the tenderness of a true son. Take courage, devout soul. Lift up thine eyes to our crucified Jesus. Listen to his voice, and hear how lovingly he says to thee, Son, behold thy mother. Look at this mother with the tenderest feelings of affection, and know that Jesus has placed in her hands all the blessings his mercy is willing to bestow upon us. No one is saved but through Mary. No one receives any blessing but by the hands of Mary. No one obtains pardon but through the intercession of Mary. Gratefully acknowledge the goodness of Jesus. Have recourse with confidence to Mary. And let thy conduct be that of a son in her regard. Meditation 3 Thus enriched by the possession of so great a treasure, John, having in the name of all the faithful accepted Mary as mother, takes her to his own home after the death and burial of Jesus, bestows upon her all the anxious care due to a parent, in respects, honors, and serves her with the most filial devotion. <clears throat> Similar are the duties which you must also fulfill as a child of Mary. You must entertain for her sentiments of profound respect, tender love, and filial confidence, and your desires and inclinations must be ever conformable to hers. She is the mother of purity, and queen of virgins, and it is by purity of heart and morals that you will please her. Her whole life never displayed anything but holiness, innocence, and purity and she will ever bestow upon you her most loving protection and particular patronage. She will ever be to you the tenderest of mothers if, in imitation of her, you lead a pure, holy, and innocent life. You will experience the effects of her maternal love if you are in all things a docile and devoted child. Listen how she says to you from the foot of the cross, where she is sorrowfully attending the last agonies of her dying son, Behold, I am your mother. <clears throat> Look at her suffering on account of those sins which have crucified Jesus. 
and weep at the sight of the bitter anguish with which they have filled their heart. Promise never more to commit those sins which crucify her son anew and cause her to be the most afflicted of mothers. Sweet mother, through that inexpressible sorrow which thou didst suffer at the foot of the cross on account of my sins, obtain for me grace to be henceforth a dutiful child to thee, and never more by my sins to become guilty of the death of thy most amiable son, Jesus. Obtain for me grace to love thee constantly, to serve thee with the utmost fidelity, and to honor thee with heartfelt devotion, so that through the merits of the death of Jesus, in thy own deep sorrow, I may one day attain the happiness of praising and blessing my God in thee eternally in heaven. The, <clears throat> the fruit. Next to Jesus, let your whole confidence be given to Mary, and suffer not one single hour of the day to pass without having recourse to her. But your devotion to Mary must mainly consist in delighting her pure heart by your love of modesty, purity, and humility, virtues so inexpressibly dear to her. You will never be really devout to her unless you try to please her. And an impure, contaminated, proud heart can never be pleasing in the eyes of the mother of purity. In your endeavors to acquire the virtues of humility and modesty, let it be your intention to imitate the most blessed virgin, and you will be fulfilling the duties of a son in her regard. Example St. John Nepomucene I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but St. John Nepomucene was the child of prayer, for it was through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin, to whom his parents had had recourse, that a son was granted to their fervent and earnest prayers. The name of John was bestowed upon him in honor of that disciple to whom Mary was given as a mother by Jesus. And truly did Mary show herself a mother to him, for she obtained his recovery from a dangerous illness in his childhood. As John grew older, he faithfully fulfilled every duty of a true child of Mary, for he tenderly and fervently loved, honored, and served her, and in every necessity she was his sweetest refuge. Being repeatedly tempted by King Wenceslaus to break the sacred seal of confession and threatened with death on account of his pers <clears throat> persevering refusal to accede to so impious a request, he undertook a pilgrimage to a venerated shrine of his dear mother, there to implore her assistance in the assaults to which he was exposed. Mary did not fail to assist her faithful servant, and she obtained for him such signal graces that when his constancy was again put to the proof, he triumphed over every temptation and in consequence was put to death, thus terminating a life which had been wholly employed in the love and service of Mary by a glorious martyrdom. Accustom yourself in all temptations to have recourse to Mary, and you will experience the effects of her intercession. That is it for the meditation for today. Tomorrow we will continue with Jesus crucified, complains of being forsaken by his 
his eternal father. Uh, let's see here. So we have four, after today, four more days of meditations on the Passion. That will get us through Saturday. Um, if you're if you're listening to these live daily during Lent. Um, so that will get us through through Saturday. Then we will take Palm Sunday off. And then during Holy Week, there'll be three days of meditation on um, the sorrows of Mary. And then we will probably do two further readings from the book. And then for Holy Saturday, we will probably... I'll probably be finished with the book on Good Friday. Do another reading from some other source on Holy Saturday. And then it will be Easter. So we are getting close to the end of Lent here and to Holy Week. And that is always my favorite time of year. So thank you very much for joining joining me through reading this throughout Lent. Um, I hope you're finding it as fruitful as I always do. So thank you once again. Uh, Make sure to like the video, subscribe to us on all our different platforms, and thank you, and God bless.